episode 10, we're double digits. Oh my God, this is like a monumental episode right now. I'm so excited. Yay! Um, we have a super exciting guest on tonight. I'm so honored right now. What an introduction. <laughs> this is my BFF, Evie. Oh, the one and only guys. The one and only. The other cancer, yes. by the way. Yes. <laughs> the ballot to my Gigi. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's gonna be a really fun episode tonight. I'm super excited. I kind of just wanted to take the time to kind of just talk about us and like how we became friends. But first, we always want to start the episode with a little quick rapid question. I'm ready. Okay, oh, so what is it? It's kind of hard. I mean, there's so many questions I could ask. What are okay? We'll start with Taylor because mm. you'll probably be the best at answering this. Let's be okay. real. Um, <laughs> top three favorite plants. Go. Could be any plant. Oh, that I own right now, or just, just in, general? in general. What do you love? Three. Uh, Monstera, String of Hearts, and any colored philodendron. Oh, love it. So, Pink Princess philodendron, or I have a Prince of Orange <laughs> philodendron. <laughs> and he's like, what the hell? You guys you guys should see my face right now. I'm, <laughs> like, like, I'm like, who are you, a botanist? Like, what the fuck? I am a botanist. Actually, yes. <laughs> It's one thing you have a green thumb, girl, but you got those names down. You got the names, too. You even have the pronunciation going. Like, what? Mm. Girl, I don't even have that. It's mm. okay. All right, Evie, you go. Okay, this is my three favorite plants. It's just, it could be flowers. It could oh, be flowers great. I'll be that basic bit. Yes. The marijuana plant. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, yes. That's like thing. number one. That's number one. Okay, sure. aloe. Because oh, first, okay, but you guys, come on. Aloes are gorgeous plants. Mm -hmm. So pretty. Second of all, you can't kill it. Yeah. There's just yeah. no way you're going to kill a cactus because it is a cactus family. Yeah. Well, yes. Yes, it is. It, it is. is. Yes. Don't yes. be, you guys do not tell me that I'm wrong on that one. <laughs> um, so obviously it's medicinal, hence also a partner of the marijuana plant on why it's on my top list. <laughs> yes. So functional. So functional. And then I, I mean, if I had to pick another one, I'd say the peony plant. Ooh, I mean, they're, they're yes. gorgeous. And they're sitting right here on the table because Tay here had them out for they're me, so you know. Yeah. So yeah, those are mine. Okay, love that. Um, wow. What are yours? Shoot. I mean, I don't want to copy, but like obviously Mary J is number one. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and then I would say I really love basil. I don't know why. But yes. I just put it in everything. I just love it. And then I would probably Well, if we're gonna get herbal. I know. <laughs> parsley. Oh, parsley. Cilantro. Oh, cilantro. Oh, to the cooking network. <laughs> love that. Um, and then I would probably say shoot I like those like long ones with like the little honeycomb like flowers they're like skinny mm. oh I forget what they're called we're, we're all looking at Tay because they're, they're, <laughs> they're so pretty though um I don't know with like a honeycomb flower yeah I don't know. I'm not good with flowers, though, oh, honestly. Yeah. Well, I've but. seen them around Oregon, and I've never seen them anywhere else, and they're really pretty. Mm -hmm. So I actually have no so idea what the honeycomb But it's plant. my favorite plant. The honeycomb plant. The honeycomb plant, <laughs> yes. So, okay, so let's kind of just, like, get into this. Evie does not live here anymore. If you don't know her already, we used to work together at Nordstrom. All of us did. So that's kind of how we came to know each other. I feel like that's where we all meet. It really yeah. is, though. No, it really <laughs> is. That's how adults make friends. I at work. work. <laughs> It's literally like the adult life. Like, where did you meet at, at work? work. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
So that's kind of where it all started. Evie lives in New York now. She's, I do. Yeah, she's been there for about, what, six, seven months? Uh, seven months. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of been crazy. It has, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the best time for me to be like, hey, I'm a new uh, newbie in New York going through this. So yeah. it's been, it's been yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, now you're here. You're visiting for a little bit. I am. I'm here for like two and a half weeks. Okay, good. Yeah. Every day, every day, Rachel and I bonding time. Catching <laughs> yes, up on everything. I mean, it's so sad when you're away from your best friend for so long. Uh, yes, I know. And yeah. you know, it's it's literally distance is the worst with that. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. So But I mean, we've been doing good. We've been we've been so making good. sure that we're constantly in touch and talking. Yeah. And I think that that's like what you do with friendships too. Yeah. With any relationship really, I think it's super important to Absolutely. to just up to make the time. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the effort comes from both sides. Oh, that's, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um I mean shoot, we've known each other for like less than a or a, maybe about a year. A when bit. did you move to, when did you transfer? Oh, I guess it's been a year because I moved in October of 2018. Yeah. So I was, over yeah. a year now. So, yeah, almost two yeah. years. Yeah, Pretty almost nice. two years. I remember the first thing that I said to Rachel, yep. and this is like the best thing ever, <laughs> is literally because she moved from California, you guys. I mean, I've lived in Oregon for the longest time. So for me, like, it's like when people say when they move from a place like mm -hmm. California or anything and they literally move to mm -hmm. Oregon, the first fucking question I say is, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> she I, I, I called her out on it because she, she tells like, me why? she's from California. I'm like, why? Like, literally, <laughs> and she, I think that that's one of the things that I, Rachel really, like, I, that's when we clicked. Yeah. Because she was like, okay, I like this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's like, she just, instead of saying, welcome to Oregon, yeah. like, getting all excited. Why did you why move here? Why? You know? I mean, and then I started telling you the yeah. shitty parts about Oregon versus yeah. being like, yeah. hey, like, you're like, you're so gonna great. hate it. It's cold. It's yes. rainy. It sucks. Yeah, that's literally, those are exact verb verbiage I used, you guys. She just did it right I was there. like, great. This is going to be a fun time. <laughs> and then I remember you being like, well, I kind of like, I visited a few times and I, like, you told me uh -huh. why you liked it. Uh -huh. And then I just stood there and I was like, no, like, I don't get it. No, I don't I get really. it. <laughs> <laughs> Not to hate on Oregon, you guys. I mean, I know a lot of the listeners are probably from Oregon. And I don't need you hating on me. That's not <laughs> what I'm trying to say. We've got our pretty th like parts here. I yeah. do appreciate the si the state. It's mm -hmm. beautiful. But it's like when you're here for the longest time, like you grow up in a way in this area. Like yeah. you just you get over it quick. Oh yeah, like yeah. real quick. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, so our introduction was through work. At yeah. the, like that's how we met. Like yeah. and it's and then we just kind of bonded off of there. I think we got closer as time kind of went on. Mm -hmm. Um, it took a bit. Like mm -hmm. I think it took a bit. I we probably became like really close six months into you yeah. working I'd yeah, say yeah, yeah, um but in the beginning it was kind of still like tiptoeing yeah because we're me and you're both are like a little bit more closed off right. when it comes to letting people in right right and I think that we both felt that about each other so mm -hmm. it was really good to be able to understand that it's not because I don't like you right that I'm not really talking much or telling right. you much it's because I'm still like trying your... to feel it out yeah yeah definitely but then when the gates opened it flooded <laughs> I mean, and we have a lot of common, obviously. Like, mm -hmm. we're super into fashion. I mean, that's something that you're pursuing heavily. That's why you moved to New York in the yes. first place. Yeah, and then having that in common really helps, too. Because I yeah. think when you have friends who are a little bit more invested in the same type of, right. like, even just kind of hobbies. Yeah. It's really easy to, like, click. Yeah. Like, and obviously more understand each other. Yes. Um, especially when it comes to just, like, getting ready. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just wearing heels, uh, dude. Like, we, we crack oh, each other up. Okay. Yeah. We, okay. yeah. Tell so, okay. 
Okay, this happened the other day, and this is literally why Evie is my best bitch. She <laughs> I was tested! She fucking saved my fucking life. I fucking swear to God, I wish everyone was there to see it. Um, it was probably... Okay, do you ever have those moments where... This is going to be my new moment. But do you ever have those moments that literally will replay back in your mind? Like, embarrassing moments where you're like... Oh, yeah. And you'll remember it, like, years later, years, too, because years. it was so fucking embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. This is that moment for me, and it will probably haunt me for at least 20 years. <laughs> I literally... We went to Evie's um, cousin's tattoo shop. Hopeless Inc. Shout yes, out. Shout out. Um, just to kind of check it out and hang out with her and talk. So how it is, is there's like a little basement that goes downstairs and there's like a little break room for everyone and whatnot. So she is like, let's go downstairs. We'll kind of just hang out. Mm -hmm. So we're literally walking down the stairs. And as we're walking down the stairs, Evie's cousin goes, okay, watch out because you don't want to trip and fall down the stairs. Literally, as she says that I trip and fall down the stairs, Evie catches me. <laughs> I don't know how this happened. It was literally terrifying slow motion, me just falling down the stairs. There's no railing. So, like, it could have so easily gone so bad. Reflexes were on another level. On another I level. I literally, my arm stretched out, dude. I don't even like, know how it happened. <laughs> I don't know. I literally grabbed her by the, her waist. Yeah. Because she, because I happened to be on the inside yes. of the staircase. She was on the outside. Yeah. And again, there was no railing, you yeah. guys. And these steps were made out of like this polished ass wood. Yeah. So super slippery. Super slippery. And the basement is cement. Yeah. So if she would have gone down, it would have been like ankle broken, yeah. maybe twisted arm. Like, yeah. who knows? Who you the know? fuck knows? And the way you were falling, uh -huh. you were going uh -huh. first. <laughs> But you can tell you didn't have a grip. No. So even if you fell, it would have been a disastrous oh, it fall. It wouldn't so have been bad. like a cushioned fall. No. Like you wouldn't have had those instincts yeah. to like actually land. Uh. So the I don't even know, you guys. I don't even know how I thought to reach my arm because as she was you. falling, I started falling. Yeah, I, I literally like, thought I was going to knock her off, and I was almost like not trying to hold on to her because I'm like I'm going to take her down with me. Like this is about to be <laughs> so fucking bad. I but she fucking stood her ground. No, she held on to me, and, and if I was and honestly. Listen, when I reached out and it, it felt like she was gonna pull me with her and I was ready to go. I was ready <laughs> that to go. Is a down You're like, yeah, yes, okay. sacrificing willing to oh, willing. The sacrifice we're going. We're going oh. together. This ain't gonna be no one woman show. Oh, if that, oh I think the, the best part about this, if you wanna set up the story too, yes. is how long has it been since we've worn heels? Oh, oh my god, it's literally been too long. Right, it's been you guys, long. you gotta you gotta understand. Taylor mm -hmm. knows this. Like we walk in heels all the all time. The time. Yes. Work is always in heels. And yeah, not every single day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We love it. We love it. And it's never smaller than 3.5 inches. Yeah, it's always exactly. higher than that. Least, okay. It's like yeah. at least four. Yeah. It's like that, you know. Yeah. And we both put on heels uh -huh. before before she and I met up, she asked me, she I goes, are you going to wear heels today? <laughs> and I'm like, you know today? what? Yes, I am. Yes, bitch. And that's what, that's what, that's what I mean by we have stuff in common like yeah. that. Like, it's not weird to show up in heels, in heels. with each other. And be that, that and extra be bitch. Yeah, and be that, that extra bitch. Yes. Yeah. Not that we should care, no. but sometimes yeah. it is kind of awkward when people are so, casual, but yes. you're like more dressier. So it's nice to see the support here. Exactly. So that's really just to, to picture, to give you guys the scene there is literally not being in heels for that long. Yeah. And then putting him on. Yeah. And then the thing that really is funny, you guys, is if you tell the story to someone, they're literally going to be like, why are you wearing heels? 100%. Yeah. And that's like the question anyone's going to say. Anyone would be like, well, that's why you don't wear that's heels. That's why you don't wear heels. And, and, it, and the guys that were at the tattoo shop, you guys, oh mind you, God. there's artists. Yeah. They were all, they were all tattooing. They, they were all they tattooing. Heard it. They, they heard it. They were like, 
No, literally. And I don't know because I haven't touched base with my cousin yet about it, but I really want to know how much shit they were talking oh after God, that because they saw us walk into the shopping so, heels. Yep. They saw us going down They're towards like, the basement <laughs> heels. They heard and you going down the basement <laughs> heels. And who knows if they were out there on the floor counting and making bets. <laughs> how much you guys want to bet that one of those bitches is going to biff those stairs? And guess what? One and of them it did. <laughs> I think nothing's worse than having someone say, I told you so. 100%. Even though it's for the name of fashion, you know someone's going to be that bitch to say that. Yep. So, mm-hmm. But it, we took it in stride. We did. You definitely have some wounds. I have some scars. She's got some scars okay. from that day. Um, <laughs> when you first got to New York, let's just kind of do a play-by-play. How how was the move? Because obviously for anyone who would want to move somewhere else mm-hmm. and start their life somewhere else and you know start their career somewhere... How was it like actually moving over? Like, what was it like? Uh, you, I mean, it was terrifying. Yeah, I have to admit. I like, can imagine. I think, I think for me, the biggest thing is, is it was something that was on my agenda. Like, it was a plan I had for myself, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Nordstrom was just a great stepping stone for me to do it, to do it quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole, like, all of you guys who worked with me knew that that was a goal of mine. Yeah. Regardless, I spoke about it pretty openly. The struggle with that is, is that when you move to an, any city, I would think you'd want to move with some sort of plan like you don't want to move without you know for the most part yes you can move and find a job when once you get there Mm -hmm. but I think that that's harder to do when you know no one there Mm -hmm. so for me it was more like that was what was terrifying I was moving to a new state in general but it was the fact that I knew no one Mm -hmm. so it's that kind of that was part of the terrifying aspect it wasn't really leaving my home another thing that I wanted to mention is that for me to even be able to move to New York I do have to credit Nordstrom for that so like I obviously had a great like send off from them which I'm really grateful Mm -hmm. for um, so having that little bit of like connection really helped because mm-hmm. so basically Nordstrom in Manhattan is brand new mm-hmm. so it was just opening so that was what was going on it was a brand new it was a big deal for New York but also for Nordstrom right. um, it was like a multi-million dollar I don't even know project for Nordstrom so it was huge and it happened in October so mm-hmm. October of 2019 um, so I had a lot of like FaceTime interviews and I was I was the one that was proactively wanting to transfer so yeah. like that's another thing with Nordstrom so I'm sure you guys have mentioned that it's really good to transfer. It's yeah. one of those things like if you work for the company, you can really move around mm-hmm. if you're wanting to. We all have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rachel from California, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, so I took that as an opportunity. So again, I mentioned like if you move to a new state, I think when you move without a job, it's a little bit more... I don't know, you'd be a little more anxiety ridden yeah, than just I mean, like, okay, like I'm here by myself. Right. So I didn't want to have two weights on me. Okay. Yeah, I'm already yeah. moving by myself. No one there, no one that I knew. And then also a brand new like job yeah. that I didn't have. Right. Like mm-hmm. that would be very scary. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that the Nordstrom having the job to push me to go was that was my opportunity. That was my chance. And I think like once I got the call back to say that they wanted me to do it and they hired me, no question about it. I just said yes. Like there wasn't hesitation. Um, and I think that that also gave me that little bit of like confidence that I needed to mm-hmm. because of the fact that it was so scary. And yeah. I was getting so much feedback from all kinds of voices everywhere. Like right. I was getting all kinds, like some were negative, some were positive, some were like, oh my God, what are you going to do down there? How are you going to survive? The shit that I was hearing you guys, like partially, like I started to get nervous myself. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm done listening. 
right, to all of yeah, you guys. Like, right. I'm going to just do what I want to do, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Not to mention, I already have parents who are freaking out. So oh, yeah. let's just, like, let's not. Let's limit this <laughs> Let's limit this uh, feedback, feedback out, you guys. Yes. So um, I think that that's something I would recommend to anyone who's making a move like that. Try to shut off those voices oh, yeah. that you're hearing from the side. And everyone has their own opinion about stuff, too. Right. And a lot of it is, like, what they've heard. Right. It's yeah. never a personal experience. And that's another thing I've yeah. learned. Like, yeah. So many people were making comments about New York, but then it's like, did you even go? Have yeah. you ever been there? Have you done like, that? Right. Like, what? Yeah. Right. Or somebody else like will be like, well, I have a friend who lives there. Well, that's coming in secondhand. Right. Like, yeah. That's not direct information. Yeah. And also everybody's individual. Yeah. So their experience could be so different than how you enter it. Right. And I think that that's what I, the biggest thing is I feel like so many people are nervous to make certain moves because of what they've heard. Oh, yeah. And I think it's important to not let that dictate and, your yeah, choice. Yeah, absolutely. So if I can say, can tell anyone anything is take that chance. Like mm-hmm. if you guys get an opportunity and it's been on your mind, obviously mm-hmm. it's, if it's something you've wanted to do yeah. and you have an opportunity, it's obviously meant to be yeah. the way that it worked out for me. But even if you have the opportunity to do it, don't let that hold you back. Don't let yeah. that be a reason. Right. Like mm-hmm. don't let the fear itself, but also the fear of other people's opinions mm-hmm. be yeah. what motivate like motivates you to like do it or not. Like right. yeah. let it be more of what you want. But like just initially, like I think the move is scary in general. I mean, I have stories I can tell you guys it's hilarious but I okay so also like just to give you guys a recap too I went in there without not having a place to live like yeah. that's is yeah. that even more terrifying or what God. you guys because so many people asked me literally like as soon as I heard because I heard I got the job in September mm-hmm. and I had to literally be gone in four weeks yeah I had to move in four weeks yeah mm-hmm. so First of all, it's not even about packing my fucking life, which, by the way, I have a wardrobe, okay, guys? I yeah. do. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm in fashion. Yeah. Hi. Like, Hi. I have so much clothes. So that was already the first thing that popped into my mind. Forget the furniture. I don't need the furniture. <laughs> um, I could live off, like, out of my suitcases and just be fine. But I need my clothes, okay? Yeah. So having to decide what to even pack to move was hard because a Mm -hmm. lot of the stuff I had my parents store too, because there's obviously I, the one thing I did hear about New York is spaces are small. Mm -hmm. Closet space is very limited. I'm not rich. I'm not going to have a a walk-in closet at all. Mm -hmm. If anything, I'd be lucky to even have a a cabinet. Okay. (laughs) So I already knew that I had to downsize. Okay. And, and cutting back on wardrobe was scary as it was to Mm -hmm. even think about that, (laughs) but just like having to like sort out what I'm even bringing Mm -hmm. because I'm moving during the fall slash winter going into spring Mm -hmm. and thinking about the wardrobe for that much time for me was already giving me a panic attack and anxiety (laughs) I was already like holy shit like there's so much to do right yeah so like here I have four weeks guys my priority wasn't even finding a place to live I was literally like, I'm just going to figure it out. When people ask me, you guys, like, well, what are you, where are you going to live? Have you looked? I'm, I guess I'm just going to figure it out. That's literally what I said. Remember? Like, oh, I was yeah. like, I'm just going to get on this app. There's this app called Rumi. Shout out to that app because, you guys, that is how I found my roommates, and I'm grateful for it. Um, I think it's R-O-O-M-I. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, R-O-O-M-I. Sick app. It's great. Like, you can literally put in your um, information, and it, it's a great way to find some people to live with. In a and, safe way. And a safe way. Mm-hmm. Yes. They do background checks. They do everything. Mm-hmm. So you do That's have to awesome. pay 
for the background check, which also makes it legit. But it's worth it, 100%. So worth it. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, and you can't lie on there. Like, you can't mm-hmm. lie about, like, the facts, like, about your age, about all that shit. Like, mm-hmm. you can't hide that. So that's, I think, really good. Yeah. Well, anyways, and then it all maps out, like, pinpoints of where you want to be. Like, it's really great. You guys should check it out. And it's in any city, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's how I found my roommates. But initially, I signed on to that app, and I had a few fall through, which I think was another reason why I was like, I'm just going to figure it out because I was trying to find something while I was still here. And then I started to realize that I think it's going to be easier once I'm there. But the problem with that is, is that financially you got to be pretty okay to like, just be there and Mm -hmm. look for a place to live. And again, I know no one. So it's not like I can freaking couch surf. So I literally was like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to get an Airbnb. And little did I know, you know, my first initial Airbnb, I did it in Jersey. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I'm like, okay, because it's cheap. And I figured mm-hmm. I'm going to do the first like week in an Airbnb in Jersey and then, you know, move to another Airbnb. And nothing is worse than jumping around like that when you were literally living out of suitcases. Yeah. So, because sure. yeah. I have yet to get my stuff sent to me because right. I didn't have a place to live. So I think that's, that's the struggle. I was pretty unorganized. I think there's other people out there who'd have this a little bit more planned out. <laughs> I was, I'm very much like a last minute person procrastinator to the T. Mm-hmm. Rachel knows this too. Yeah. I am literally the type that will push it till the last minute and then I will ace that shit. I, I run on those kinds of fumes, I think. So mm-hmm. so for somebody else, I feel like they'd be way more organized than me. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. Like you probably plan this out ahead of time. You probably have savings, which I did not. Another thing, you guys, <laughs> like, I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it. I We don't have enough time for me to probably talk about it all, but that's the lowdown of it. It was really scary. I didn't have a place to live, but initially when I did the Airbnbs, I jumped around. I went from the Jersey that I went to one in Brooklyn area. And that's from that Airbnb, which I stayed for almost another week. So it took, I want to say about two and a half weeks to find a place to live. Okay. So that's not that bad, you know, for being new and not knowing anyone two and a half yeah. weeks, not too bad. Yeah. I got lucky because the roommates, the roommate that I found that I'm in currently at, I got so lucky that it was a month to month lease because that's hard to find too. It was great. It was like almost meant to be, um, I was able to like get really all I wanted in one spot. I even got a gym in the building. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it was meant to be. So, and I had laundry. That's another thing, guys. Oh, huge. Huge. Okay. So New York is known. And I was also told this before I made the move. My manager at the Nordstrom store even um, told me, cause she was already in New York and all that. She's like, just remember that you want to look for a place with laundry on site mm-hmm. because otherwise you have to go to laundromat and maybe laundromats aren't hard for people with a car. Mm-hmm. Again, guys, I'm going to say this. I don't have a car. No one in New York really has a car. Insurance is expensive. You can't figure out parking. It's, right. it's just terrible. Yeah. So if you're lucky to have a car, you're fine. Laundromats, no big deal. But if you don't have a car and your laundromat's not, I don't know, downstairs from your unit, mm-hmm. like around the corner, like a little bodega, mm-hmm. then you're screwed, oh, no. you guys. So I, um, so that was the biggest thing is she's like, look for a place with laundry. So when I scored laundry, a gym, I just thought it was, you know, Perfect. meant to That's be. Awesome. Yeah. So in a way, I feel like this just kind of tells you guys that like, if you don't really plan stuff out, it's not as scary as it seems right. because things somehow have a way work of working out. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The universe somehow just kind of like, it'll tell you out. out. I mean, yeah. It's destiny. For sure. And I think that that really helped me realize a lot too. Like the move, I think kind of helped me in the sense of let go of some fears. It definitely, mm-hmm. and it opened up my eyes that things really aren't, it's not all lost. Like, yeah. You know, when you're like, literally I was, I did have like, I would say I probably had at least two breakdowns. Yeah. yeah. 
when I first moved and I think everyone does but like initially it was like then I look back and I'm like wow it really did all work out like Mm -hmm. regardless of how difficult it felt yes you put in effort Mm -hmm. it doesn't just come but like the fact that you're panicking before right is like worthless like you shouldn't be doing that it just causes more anxiety than I think you even need I mean, it's interesting. Because yeah. I think that's really important. I think so many people are really scared to make like those initial moves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice to hear like actual real life stories. Obviously, you've been there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know it's kind of difficult to actually like get out there and meet new people. How yeah. has it been as far as like making friends, getting out there, like mm-hmm. socializing? How's that been? That, okay, so that I think is even harder. Yeah. So I will say like I, once I get to know somebody, I open up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pretty, pretty not shy, right? But for the most part, I would say I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. I'm not an extroverted person. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a balance, but I'm definitely not someone who's super stoked and keen on going out. Like, I'm just not that type of person. I've never been that person. I'd rather be low-key and Mm -hmm. do something more intimate, Mm -hmm. whether it's with just one person or a group of people. The setting doesn't really matter to me. Like, I'm not the type of person that needs that setting to be, Mm -hmm. like, thriving, Mm -hmm. like, around a bunch of crowds and people. The one thing that I do love is shows. I love going to shows, shows and concerts. Like, those are probably, that's probably the one, like, leniency I have with that is, like, then I'm full-on extrovert. Yeah. Get me out there. Get me in the mosh pit. Like, I'm in there. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? But not otherwise so I think being that way is a little bit of a struggle for me to come into a city that's so go 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 like it's so busy like New York really is what you see in the movies they don't it's like the city that never sleeps really like it really is because it's nobody it's always moving everybody's out there's always something going on which also makes it a little bit feeling like it's not as unsafe I guess right um is because it does feel like every there's something going on somewhere all the time and I think like that also may put a little bit of pressure on me I think that meeting new people has been a little bit difficult for me because of that because yeah. I'm a little bit more extroverted and I'm a little bit more nervous to put myself in those scenarios because I didn't really do that even here mm-hmm. so I think um not being used to that scene and being that person is hard when you go into a city that's even more hyped up yeah also feeling that pressure feeling like like you're left out like mm-hmm. like almost like you've got to go out and do all that yeah. in right. order to belong. Right. Like yeah. it's an, ish, it's an initiation. It's yeah. a ritual. Right. You got to, I don't know here. anyone. I need to meet You people. need to meet, meet people. Yeah. So I think like that pressure was in the back of my mind too, because I wanted to have like that real experience of New York. Also like the pressure of feeling like you have to get on it right away. Mm-hmm. Like I really mm-hmm. honestly can't really speak too much of, of living in New York yet. Cause I've only been there seven months. Right. So I think, I haven't had that extended amount of time to really like touch on it and be like, yeah, like this is how it feels like right. this is what it is. Right. But I'm giving you guys the lowdown of being a newbie, which I think is even more exciting for people to hear because yeah. like, well, she's What's new. Like, like, I want to know what it's like. Yeah, you know, first versus, impression. Yeah. Versus some, you know, I'm a virgin in New York like, <laughs> versus somebody who's like lived there for 10 years. And, yeah. yeah. You know? Um, but I think like, so meeting people, I would say like as easy as being redundant as this is going to sound, it's work. Mm -hmm. Like you meet people through work. Like Mm -hmm. you really do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I hit it off with a bunch of the girls at work. Uh, we're all new because the store is brand new. So you're not getting personalities that have been developed in a team setting Mm -hmm. yet. Like you haven't, right. You guys can comment on that. Like every, all these, all the bitches here have been working for Nordstrom. We know exactly how that works. (laughs) Um, and you've got nobody who's like on their high horse that sells the you've got nobody who's at the bottom who's not who's a newbie like no there's no fresh people because we're all fresh you know what I mean (laughs) like so I think that scenario set me up and I got lucky because it's I wasn't a newbie we were all new 
mm-hmm. versus me coming into a brand new environment of people established with their friendships right. and their, you know, all that shit. And mm-hmm. a lot of the people moved from like out of state. Yes. Too. Another thing to point out yeah. because it was a brand new store, there was a lot of transfers, yeah. a lot of out of state transfers, a lot of internals. That was the mm-hmm. whole point. Right. The Nordstrom wanted to make sure that they put in people that were going to do great when the store opened with experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that that helped is everybody came from kind of a Nordstrom background or yeah. retail. So we were mm-hmm. all kind of relating in that way. One of the girls that I really hit it off with came from LA, mm-hmm. transferred from LA. And so she was brand new to New York period too. So I think that that was really cool because you can kind of connect with someone on that level too of yeah. just experiences. Right. And she's so much more outgoing and out there. So she's that extrovert. Yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. she's pulling me out of that yeah, shell. That's good. You know, you need someone like, like she, I literally the words she would use, we got to hit the streets, Abby. We got to hit the streets. <laughs> we got to hit and the I'm streets. Like, I'm like, girl, you go hit those streets and you get back to me on how the streets are. <laughs> next day she'll come back with stories you know how we have stories oh, right yes. she'll be like oh man the streets were mean to me last oh, night no, <laughs> I can't like I literally die with her stories she's amazing uh, I love her but I think like people like that help if you're if you are new people who will pull you out of that bubble yeah, so it was good for me to meet some people like that because otherwise how would have I even kind of started my little yeah. you know experimenting of going out mm-hmm. so um, I think work work has been the only real successful way I've met people um, my two roommates, I, uh, it's weird because I, you think that you'd be the closest with the people you live with, but it's actually the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all have opposite schedules. Um, and then both of my roommates have boyfriends, so they are always in and out. Um, and they're either at their boyfriends or, you know, vice versa. And so it's almost like we just pass each other. Right. And, um, so every, like their relationship's good, like we're good, but they're not friendship relationships mm-hmm. and obviously I know like I wish I could tell you guys more about this roommate situation because to talk about how you how to live with two other girls and in New York in the space that I'm in I can talk about this for another like 30 minutes but I can't do that <laughs> for you guys because we switched to roommates so there's a story behind that that would be Ooh, fun to tell like, but yeah. I don't know if we have time for that today <laughs> if I told you about that roommate it would terrify you to have a roommate in New York again. So, <laughs> oh, you know, God. so well, we can talk about that some other time. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, everything's good with that. So I would say like, it's not even where I'm living that I'm meeting people. It's more about where I'm working. I think the one thing too, that's kind of a little sad about New York's uh, vibe is people are very much because it's so busy and go, go, go and crowded. You're not getting the same intimate interactions. Right. So you really are like, people are really, yeah, yeah, people are really on their way. Yeah. They're minding their own business. They don't even really spot you. Sometimes they don't even notice that like you're literally just walking around. Like it's like a crowd of people all the time. Yeah. And everybody's got an agenda. Everybody's headed somewhere. And then also, you know, because no one's driving, everyone's got their earphones in. Mm -hmm. So all like even me, like public transport, I'm listening to music. Like obviously everybody is. It's almost like you're alone all the time. Mm -hmm. Like in your own bubble. In your own bubble, which for some they love, right? Right. But I think that that's what makes it even more difficult Mm -hmm. because you seem unapproachable. There's like a disconnect. There's a disconnect. Yeah. Because you've got your earphones in and then knowing me, I got my sunglasses on. Mm -hmm. And then you're You're just trying to get where you need to get get where you're going and and everyone's on a mission Mm -hmm. so that is definitely not the way you meet people it's not like it is in the movies where you bump into each other on the street and you're like hello (laughs) Uh, you know can I show you can I show you around (laughs) I'm new to New York Uh, yeah that's a good point so mm -hmm. how touching on that how Mm -hmm. how is the guy selection there I mean I have to ask how is it different from the guys here in the Northwest obviously because there's a very specific guy that's like this you already know I 
already know. You already know. Um, can I just say one thing too? You know the difference between the Oregon guy oh. and then the big city guy. Yeah. Because I even just being in the airport, you guys are gonna die. I just gotta say this real quick. When I was flying in, I had to do a to Lay Seattle, a layover to Seattle. That's a story in itself. Yeah. Um, and I was on the I was at the place where you board, right? And all the people who are sitting waiting to board, which isn't oh, that many right yeah, now, yeah, obviously. Yeah. There's right. like maybe 30 people. Everybody looked like they're from the Northwest. Of course. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And this is in JFK. This is in New York's biggest airport. <laughs> oh. I was God. literally the sore thumb standing out looking like <laughs> I actually am from New York. <laughs> all of these people were in their plaid shirts. Yep. With their hats, yep. like the hats, you know, like mm-hmm. literally looking like I'm about to pick up an axe and go chop someone. <laughs> like that's legit, like what these guys and all the guys there that were, look like that, and yeah. even the girls, like the oh the Burks with the socks. No, oh, yeah. no offense, you guys, but that's literally what these it's girls the are look. wearing. Oh yeah, it's the look. I get it. But it's you know. Northwest, yeah. And they're all from they're either from Seattle or from Portland, so yeah. either Washington mm-hmm. or Oregon, right? And literally the clearest line of uh, the separation. And mm-hmm. I even laughed about it when I sat down <laughs> because. Like, I'm going back home. Y'all like are going back home. And I'm like, can I just have a sign that says I'm coming back? I'm back to New York. I do not live in Oregon anymore or in Seattle. But like, I, I thought that was really funny that because is that so is exactly funny. how it is with the guys. Yeah. So the selection of men in New York, not that I've seen, not that I've been in enough places yet to actually see more, to observe, to yeah. observe but from what I've seen, because the store is located in Manhattan, mm-hmm. so obviously I am taking public transport, right. I go like you two trains, stuff. I see everything. Yeah. Um, it's a selection. It's a selection. Oh. It's a selection, and it's a <laughs> good it a selection. It's, 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 okay, so it's not as varied as you think. So as far as cultures go, like backgrounds, I wouldn't say it's as multicultural as people might think. There's definitely a broader spectrum of yeah, it. Like yeah. you're not seeing, so, I mean, there's not only white guys there, right? Mm-hmm. But to say that it's more interracial, even more, it's not. It's literally mostly predominantly black mm-hmm. and then a lot of white and mm-hmm. then that's it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no real in between. There's not a lot of other cultures mixed in for the men. Okay. Um, that I've seen. I think that that kind of clears that up. But as far as the selection of the way they look, I appreciate a guy who understands style. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. How's yes. the style? Is it so much? I'm sure it's got to be better than here. It's absolutely better oh, than yeah. here. People are very much aware uh-huh. of how they look, which I appreciate um, because I observe that. Yeah. Um, and not everyone is still that way, which is so normal. I, mm. I don't judge anyone who doesn't care right. about that. But the fact that there's more people who do mm-hmm. is very evident. Yeah. So you will see it. Yeah. Like people are very much into style, very much into fashion. Guys pay attention a lot more there than mm-hmm. they do. I would probably say you don't get a lot of the guys that you get here with the beards and the long hair. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're as clean cut as you would think. Like okay. not like your stock market Wolf right. of Wall Street look. Right. They're not um, all walking around in suits. No. <laughs> so that's a stick. That's a stereotype. Yeah. So it is not like that. You don't see a lot of those suit men. You know, mm-hmm. like I call them suit. But you still see you you see a variety, mm-hmm. but you see them all care enough to yeah. where they you still look at them like right. you pay attention. Yeah, like it's not like dismissible. Right here, I'm just like oh, you yeah, know, okay. and I just turn around. Yeah. I don't even like. It's not even like you see. No. you know. Yeah. So <laughs> no second glance. No, there's no yes. second glances. But as far as like directly, and also you guys, the store we opened, we have over. 1500 employees in our mm-hmm. store so it's five floors so just to give you that that has been the epicenter
center. I think I told Rachel the first, oh, day, the first day. I was yes. like, Rachel, the guy's here. Oh, I was like, that work there? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and you know they care about stuff. Oh, oh, yeah. I was like, damn, am I in candy land? I was like, holy <laughs> shit. The amount of eye candy, you oh. guys. And it's funny because it was more so the men than the women. Being in the work where I, at work, I've been able to see those guys. Mm. Like, the, the, the different variety mm-hmm. of it. Like, have you the been vibe. to the men's shop across the street? Yeah. Okay. So the men's store across the street yeah. is gorgeous, by the way. I, for, for a second, I was like, how are we going to compete with that store? Because mm-hmm. that store, the layout, you guys, it's so programmed for a man. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. So you know how men have short attention spans. Obviously, yeah. we all know that. And they're all like, a, they're kind of like a one-stop shop. Yeah. They hate to look right. and they hate to try on, right? right? So the way that the store's designed is so psych- psychological. Like, yeah. it's actually crazy. And I noticed these things because I did, like, yes. I have major, yeah. right? right? Yeah. So you know about, well, you guys know about feng shui and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, literally the second we toured that store, because that was part of a thing we did, I the first thing I noticed is the way it's laid out. Yeah. It literally is so much more, it's a huge store, but it's condensed. So when you're walking the different areas and departments, you almost feel like you just like can grab, grab, you don't have to grab. Do any work. Literally, you don't have to do any work. It does it for you. The store That's perfect. That's is right. literally yeah. doing it for you. <laughs> to sell at that location is probably cake because mm-hmm. you, the men are like easy. Like they want to get in and get out. Mm-hmm. Women, we like to shop, mm-hmm. right? All women, we all we like, like to, to actually yeah, browse right. and take our time right. and all that stuff. Men it's hate that. Experience. It's a whole yes. experience. Yeah. yeah. Right. And men are like, no. Can can we go now? Can right. we go now? Like never go shopping with a man, they say, right? Because yeah. they're like, I'm not, I'm done. Like, you know, so I think that the way they design that store is pretty epic. Yeah. But I'm like obsessed. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I want to live here. Their shoe department's nicer than ours. Oh, oh my god! You guys, their yeah, shoe selection there—holy shit! I'm like, yeah. what? But like, guys are really into their oh, shoes. Oh, yeah. but like they, they got, got all the, they got Balenciagas. They had all the shoes for guys. I was yeah. like stoked to see all that. Like yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, the shoe game's strong here. Like uh, yeah, and even the accessories. That. Like they even had the bags for guys. Like yeah. the Dior bag. Like all kinds of stuff. Like and I was like. Can I have that bag? Yeah. That's unisex. <laughs> I, that is mine. You're like, I will wear uh, that. Yeah, I will wear that. And um, our store, and not store in particular, but our store as well, there's different like things to do. Mm-hmm. So like there's a barber shop inside there. That's there's nice. a, a, like a pit stop for coffee. There's yeah. like, uh, you know, obviously. It's like a shoe shine place. Yes, a shoe shine place, Ooh. like all kinds of stuff. And then in our store, we have like your five restaurants. Yeah. And like you can go get a freaking donut. You can go get yeah. um, sit down for day. a meal. <laughs> yes. yes. You guys, it's pretty, it's pretty insane. Our store, it, they really went all out. Yeah. So, yeah. It, so the variety of people, it's like a plethora. Yeah. I feel like you guys don't even have to go anywhere in New York when uh. you work at Nordstrom. You just go in Nordstrom and pick your selection because <laughs> you've got it all there. You've got the waiters working at the uh. bistro, which is Bistro Verde is one of the restaurants. You got the waiters there that are pretty cute. Then you got the guys downstairs. Is that one stop shop for literally everything? Literally not everything. clothes, but the for men. men too. The men too. <laughs> and then you've got like the guys downstairs working at the coffee shop. Then you've got the guys at Wolf Restaurant, which is like an mm-hmm. upscale restaurant. Then you've got the Ooh. shoe bar. Oh, there's a bunch of guys working that bar while women shop their shoes. How brilliant! Brilliant. You got the hot bartenders yep. while women are trying on their shoes oh, and getting them drunk. Yep. <laughs> 
Well, that. couldn't it be a better scenario. Forward. You kind of came here because of the time. Obviously, we're not working right now, so this was kind of an opportune time to just kind of come back and visit and see family and friends. So, I mean, you've been stuck yeah. in your apartment mm-hmm. for this whole quarantine. Obviously, it's been like really stressful. Mm-hmm. And then um, now, on top of everything, like there's protesting going on and everything right. too. So, yeah. I mean, it's just making things a little bit more intense in the environment and yeah. the feels there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So, I mean, like, how's that? kind of been a little bit like it like the vibe of everything like the city it it feels it really feels different like it feels like people aren't like it doesn't feel normal to just even like it doesn't feel like New York anymore Mm -hmm. I feel like the city's kind of sleeping yeah and it was the city that never sleeps so it's really sad I mean obviously we're we were hit harder with everything mm-hmm. so even just public transport was right. honestly only essential workers were allowed to use public transport they were pretty strict about that mm-hmm. like they had monitoring on every like pretty much there's so much stations obviously right. but like they were had they had monitoring going on because that if you're not an essential worker and you're doing this yeah there's a what are you going for are you going mm-hmm. to the grocery store or are you they were new york was really comparable to how france was because mm-hmm. i like i have my roommates from france fyi guys so she was able to give me feedback on how france was doing because her family's still there right they were even more strict there they literally you had to have a paper that says yeah, that this is where you're going yeah. and then you could one only one family member from the household that you're quarantined in can leave to go to the store you can't double team like yeah, you can't right, right. And, and then it's like an hour only and if you're not back within that hour or something wow. like they like it's weird like wow. it's almost like a time card I don't even know how they did it I don't That's even know how crazy. they kept track yeah. but it was a little bit stricter ours wasn't as strict right. obviously mm-hmm. if you get caught and they ask you where you're going on the train you just I, I'm going to the grocery store they just let you go right. honestly yeah. right. they believe right. you they can't test that really but you do get fined and there were people getting fined in New York if you were not doing your social distancing wherever you were like even when you're walking right like if they see a huddled group like a five people or something like you get fined and I think it was like upwards of like 1200 wow I think like that but it's funny because no one's working how are we gonna pay that yeah you know like I don't even know you're gonna pay these fees I think that that the part that's got me really anxious about the whole thing happening is because I'm new there. Yeah. Having this hit now, it's almost like I don't know what it's going to look like anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to see what it was before right. this hit. Right. And I think that makes me feel like I missed out mm-hmm. because now it's the new normal mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't really, I don't know how to what that's feel. Gonna even and I don't like. even know what that's going to look like. Yeah. And it, uh, obviously in my industry, in my field with my degree, like my whole goal in New York was to pursue that avenue. Nordstrom was my stepping stone. They knew that I'm not planning on promoting in the company. I'm just planning on kind of figuring myself out and getting up there. Retail's great experience for my degree. I get it. So it's good. But like the goal was not to stay right. and the goal was to move up in New York and do different things. But now kind of put on this hold. situation has put so many things on hold mm-hmm. because I literally so many companies in the fashion industry now are struggling. Like yeah. everybody's struggling. Like yeah. if you if you read about anything like that has to do with the business of fashion, it's a struggle. I mean, just getting even things um, operating back mm-hmm. up on schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, you even noticed it on yeah. shopping sites and everything. Right. Like there's, there's no a delay new in product. There's a delay in everything because of production, probably for the most part too. Right. Um, and just you know this distancing with production. How are you doing social distancing in those places? Right. Like, that's hard. Right. Um, to be able to do it on a timely manner. So that part for me, I think, is really giving me a lot of anxiety. I don't don't want to give up before I can actually start. Yeah. And I think that that's what's causing me a little bit more 
of the stress than it even is just knowing that the environment's different. It's right. more like, how am I going to accomplish the things I want to accomplish mm-hmm. now that this has hit? Because the new norm is going to force me to do that now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be harder than it already was. Mm-hmm. No, you guys, don't get me wrong. It's going to be hard no matter what when right. you move to a state and try to pursue your career goals. Like, yeah. you know, it's the steps mm-hmm. that you have to take. You move from the bottom. Yeah. But now I feel like it's like the pit. Mm-hmm. Like, you're moving from the pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to even get to the, you know, to, to ground even, level, right. To even get to yeah. ground level, like where my, where I can actually breathe again. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's just burying me now. Like, mm-hmm. but in no way, like, do I want to lose sight of why I moved to New York? Yeah. Um, I don't want this to make me feel like I can't do it. Right. So I refuse to accept that, even though I understand I have to be realistic about a lot of things and maybe prioritize things a little bit differently. But as far as pursuing the reason behind New York, I refuse to give up on that because I have not even hit a year there. And I remember there's this one particular customer that I had at Nordstrom in New York who asked me about like, like where I was from because she she clearly saw I was too nice to be a New Yorker <laughs> um, and she was like give it a full year before you really decide if it's for you she's like because not everyone gives it that year and they bow out mm-hmm. before it's before you reach that peak of finally grasping right, it. right. because it's the like I said I had breakdowns when I first moved there right the full year that you're in New York, you're still initiating. Yeah. It's like you're still like a brand new baby. You're initiating to the world mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And that's what she made a point to say to me. She goes, and as soon as you get that year, you'll know whether you'll love it or hate it. Yeah. yeah. She's like, you'll know after the year. But give it that. She yeah. goes, it, t- it literally takes that year. Yeah. And now that I've been there seven months, take away three. I know. Because, because of this COVID. It's just yeah. yeah. So four months, guys. Mm-hmm. I still got six more months to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or no, six. What am I doing? What? Math. Heavy math. We're just out here trying to be adults and right. we can't. Right. Um, everything's a struggle and, yeah. you know, our generation's, it, it's a struggle. Mm-hmm. And obviously everybody sees it. My parents see it and everybody feels bad for our, us because it's like, holy shit, you guys are really hit hard with this because yeah. it is. It's true. It's, you yeah. Know? Like we haven't even made like our footprint in something that we've really wanted yet. We're already and it's a struggle. so much. Yeah. 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 And no one could have saw it coming. Right. Obviously. It's right. not like you can prepare really for this. No. Um, at all right you guys like you can't mentally I think this will definitely help us get a little bit more stronger definitely as individuals you know yeah like just even you know being able to cope with things easier yeah maybe after this but at the same time I feel like we're only gonna have other tests that come our way like this like I don't think things are gonna ease up as much I think it's just gonna be we might get we might get like a a break of 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 peace Mm -hmm. for like maybe six months to a year and then something new is gonna happen that's gonna throw us back a little bit hopefully not to this extent again oh god i I don't think we can do this again at least for another what 10 years oh my god but maybe even not 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 again in my lifetime please (laughs) Please. not in my lifetime (laughs) let me die before this happens again yeah 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 but um some sort of hurdles will obviously be happening yeah Yeah. so but i think this will definitely give us a little bit of a backbone to handle some more things no i definitely think this is gonna make us stronger but like leave it to me to move to new york and freaking peak endure time. peak time oh, of gosh. some sort of you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. who would have thought I know who would have thought I left behind all my best friends my whole life yeah. literally yeah wrapped it up in some suitcases and just went on an adventure headed for corona capital and I can't believe home is New York in a way like that still yeah. sounds weird to say right like yeah I go home in like a week well, where's home oh my god it's New York wow. yeah like, it's so hard to believe <laughs> right. you know 
sure. We just going through freaking drive through Starbucks, guys. I literally it is <laughs> as cheesy as that sounds. I have yet. I haven't had that in three months. Mm. She's like, yes. And I haven't yes. yes. And I haven't driven yes. in seven. So I have my rental car, and I'm like so stoked on driving traffic. Get at me. I'm like, I'm like excited, I can't you guys. Wait to sit in traffic. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. Yeah. This week's Thanks, oh my god. Thank you guys. This was amazing. Yes. Episode ten. I know. I can be more proud of my bitches. I love that. Okay, great. See you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.